Welcome to the Capital Edge Podcast. We're so glad that you're here. We hope that this inspires, challenges, and moves your heart for Christ. Let's get into the message. Coming to this last Sunday of the year, I think all of us will be happy to see the back of 2020. Even though there's been some good things, even though there's been some positives in this year, there's also been a lot of trial, there's been hardship, there's been some doubts, there's been some fears, anxieties, there's been stress. I remember looking back at the beginning of the year, we had just celebrated our new renovation, our new building, and uh, we were looking forward to the year and looking forward to seeing the potential of what could happen, and then the bushfires came. It seems so long ago now, doesn't it? But the bushfires came. I'll never forget those couple of smoky Sunday services, speaking to you through the haze and uh, just the sombre mood that was in the auditorium at the time, Uh, the fire creeping closer, particularly to those who live in the lower southern suburbs of Canberra. I can remember that, the fires being just about 20 kilometres away and heading at speed towards us at a... Uh, disturbing rate and I remember people staying home, people wondering what's going to happen, am I going to lose my house and so that's how we started but then a couple of weeks later when that had been dealt with and things were looking like getting back to normal, we we heard of a virus that uh, had uh, occurred in Wuhan, China And I don't think any of us really understood back then uh, what it was all about, uh, the danger. But then uh, it spread worldwide and we heard of Australia's first cases and then the subsequent lockdown of that. I I think we got to use our facility uh, for about four or five weeks before we had to go online. I can remember the the rush to put on upline, uh, uh, to put up, online services and uh, the steep learning curve that that took us on and uh, I can actually look back on some of those first services that we recorded and I think man how did anyone possibly want to watch that and uh, so we've, we've come a long way in that time. I remember my first Zoom meeting and as will many of you and, and not knowing how to connect so doing what many of you guys did I know you did this and you called the nearest Gen Z to help you work it out. But you remain faithful. Capitalist Church, you remain faithful. You remain steadfast. You kept hanging in there. And our church family extended to others, uh, even those who are interstate and some who are overseas. Just uh, the last few weeks, we've had texts from Byron and Ashara Davies in Numia who have been watching the services. And if they're watching today, hey, guys, we're saying uh, hello to you and hope you have a great 2021. I know that the walls, Rhiannon and Michael Wall in Vietnam, have also been looking at our services. And restrictions are slowly being lifted and families can once again think about catching up with each other interstate and after a long stint of being separated. But you know, it's been a tough year. Some of you lost jobs or if you haven't lost your job, it certainly had diminished income. Some of you have had to compromise on wedding plans. Some of you have had to forego long-term overseas vacations. Some have lost loved ones and weren't even able to attend the funeral. And here we are at the end of 2020, ready to launch into a new year. And and let me just say this, a year that doesn't need to be defined by our past. 
but needs to be looked at with eyes of faith and with heartfelt hope in the goodness of God. So the title of my message this year is a sort of a defiant title of all that has come against us in 2020. So here's my title. My, my title is this, In Your Face 2020. In Your Face 2020. Because in spite of the difficult year, we can look back and we can see God's grace throughout. So what I want to do is I just want to share with you some simple statements today that give the year that's been a proper perspective. So here's the first statement I want you to digest today. And it's, it's simply this, circumstances don't determine the goodness of God. Circumstances don't determine the goodness of God. You know, when we look at the Apostle Paul, he went through some stuff. He definitely had some COVID-19 years in his experience. We read about it in 2 Corinthians 11. He had hunger and thirst and hypothermia, beaten with rods three times, lash five times with 39 lashes, homeless, cursed and abused, thrown in jail, stoned, three times shipwrecked. I think, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but I think one of those shipwrecks was the Ruby Princess. Danger from floods, danger from robbers, his own people betraying him. He went through some stuff. But listen to what he says in 2 Corinthians 4. He says this, he says, We're pressed on every side by troubles, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we're not destroyed. In verse 15, he continues, All of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. Continues in verse 18, So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. What's, what's Paul saying here? He's, he's saying this, he's saying, in spite of it all, in spite of everything that we have faced, God is good and he will be glorified. These circumstances we face don't put a negative on our expectation of God. We know that in spite of everything, he is good. He is in control. He's not taken by surprise and he knows what he's doing. So with that statement, we say in your face, 2020. Here's another statement. Restrictions don't stop us from fulfilling his purpose. Restrictions don't stop us from fulfilling his purpose. No matter what, God will have his way. His will, his bill. His purpose, his purchase. His intention, his intervention. His appointing, his anointing. His plan, he demand. I didn't have a word for that one. You see, if God has called you to do something, know this, with your faithful obedience, he will bring it to pass. The enemy may try to hinder, the enemy may try to put barriers up in the way, but God will break down the walls or he will create another path to follow. I remember at the beginning of the year, someone showing me a meme and it was the devil and he was sneering at God. He was saying, look, I've just shut down all of your churches. And, and God replies, no, I've just opened one through every believer's computer. 
You see, God will make a way where there appears not to be a way. Where there's restrictions, we don't stop. We don't give up. We just seek the creator for his creative reinvention. God, this isn't what we expected of 2020. So God, what's your plan? What can we do to work with the way that you, the purpose that you've given us? And so with that statement, we say, in your face 2020. Here's another statement. I love this statement. Very simple, but very profound. God provides. God provides. Throughout the year, I've heard testimony after testimony of God's provision. People who have got jobs in a limited market, people who have received unexpected bonuses, people who have received anonymous gifts just at the right time, people who have just declared that, that, that nothing in the natural had changed for them, but everything seemed to go so much further. You see, that's the grace of God. God provides. He is Jehovah Jireh. And you know, that name Jehovah Jireh means so much more than just our provider. The name of God here literally means this, God who saw the need long before we were even aware of it and therefore made provision back then so that we could receive it now. That's what that means. God provides. God wasn't taken by surprise. He had already orchestrated a plan. So let's be encouraged today. I want to read to you Matthew chapter 6, 25 to 30. That is why I tell you, these are Jesus' words. Don't worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink and enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all of your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers, here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. God provides. Here's another statement. We can slow down and enjoy the moment. We can slow down and enjoy the moment. Before COVID-19, the most common word used to describe our lifestyle, everyone I spoke to, it was, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Things are just so hectic. I, I, I just don't have the time to do what I would like to do. But you know, I don't hear this as much as I, I used to. Now I hear things like this. I'm enjoying things, not being so hectic. It's nice to have more family time. I'm not missing going into the office every day. It's been so good to slow down and just take stock. I'm getting to do some of the things that I've always wanted to do, but never had the time for. You see, there is an unhealthy striving that robs us of so much in life. And that's why I think it says in Psalm 46.10, in the middle of the chaos of that psalm, it says, be still and know that I am God. You see, some don't know God at a relational level simply because they don't stop long enough to experience him. Another reason why we, we, we don't slow down is that we're too busy planning ahead. Too busy looking at tomorrow and we forget to smell the roses today. 
We think that if we're not moving forward, we're, we're moving backwards, but, but that's just not true. It's not just true. It's a, it's, a, it's a false statement. There are seasons of staying still. There are seasons of consolidating that actually help us and enable us to be far more effective in the future. You see, the Word of God says this. It says that we can actually enter into a rest that is preserved for us. There's a, there's a Sabbath. There's a, there's a pause that we should be taking to just delight in the goodness of God. And I think over this season, we have discovered that His goodness can be found in the simple, ordinary things of life. As a staff, earlier on in the year, we looked at a DVD series called Get Your Life Back by John Eldridge. And uh, one of the things he talked about was a pause, just taking a moment to pause. And as a staff, I can remember we all went out of the room. We all went out to the back of the church where there's trees and, 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 and this space. And, and we just stopped for a few moments and just looked around us and observed the nature and, and everything. And, and we had to express our thanks to God for all that he has done because we took that moment to slow down. Here's another statement. Whatever season is God's season. Whatever season is God's season. I actually borrowed this from Pastor Allen. You see, and, the, and, and that statement goes hand in hand with what we've just talked about. You know, I've talked to people who have said this, well, we're just waiting for this thing, just waiting for it to sort itself out. We're just going to keep to ourselves. We're just going to return when everything's back to normal. Well, listen, there's two things about that. Firstly, what you call normal now will probably never be normal again. The fact is the, the world has changed and there are going to be adjustments that we're going to have to make. But secondly, it's this. You see, if water remains still for too long, it becomes stagnant and nothing can live in it. And if we remain still for too long, we, we start to lose our ability to live and, and make a difference in our world around us. 2 Corinthians 6.2 says this, Now is the acceptable time of salvation. Romans 13.11 says this, This is all the more urgent for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. You see in those two verses, the key word is now. Now. We must embrace the now. I remember years ago, the, the guy that hosts The Amazing Race on TV, his name's Phil Keogh, New Zealander. And he wrote a book that I read called Now. And now stood for no opportunity wasted. No opportunity wasted. The season is God's season. Here's another statement. Oh, I love this. Treasures are found in the dirt of life. Treasures are found in the dirt of life. I, I love watching those shows on TV, those documentaries where they go out exploring, trying to find hidden treasure. There's Klondike gold and there's a whole bunch of them. But I remember watching one particular show uh, where there's these people digging in the US mountains for, for precious gems. And there's this one guy, he's out there with his pick, he's digging away and all of a sudden he gives a hoop and a holler of joy. 
and he holds up this small little rock covered in dirt. And honestly, they do a close-up and it's not all that impressive. But then he does this. I wouldn't recommend it, but he puts the whole thing in his mouth, gives it a bit of a swirl, and then he spits this thing out into his hand and spits all the dirt out onto the ground. And then he holds it up again for the cameras. And listen, the vivid intensity of the colour and the reflection in that little rock is absolutely amazing. A little stone that was worth about $600 US. You see... In this season, treasures have been found. People have told me that they've drawn closer to the Lord than ever before. They've they've discovered the pearl of great price. And we have the option. We have the option of looking at the dirt or digging that little bit deeper to discover the treasure. And and here's the point I make and the analogy of that guy putting that rock in his mouth. It's just that sometimes you don't discover the true beauty until it's washed. And sometimes that washing takes place with tears. And sometimes that washing takes place with rivers of refreshing. But there's treasure to be found in the dirt of life. Another statement. Blessing and pain often walk side by side. We don't like that, but it's so true. Blessing and pain often walk side by side. As we look back on 2020, we can all see blessing, but we can also see suffering. Let me give you a personal example. This year, I lost my mum. But with that sadness also came Incredible joy of grandchildren. So what do you do when these things walk hand in hand, when blessing and suffering walk hand in hand? Let me tell you what you do. You continue to bless the Lord. Job 1, 2. The Lord gives blessing. The Lord takes away suffering. Blessed be the name of the Lord, he says. Psalm 27, 13, David is surrounded by enemies who are out to destroy him. Listen to what he says. Yet I am confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I'm here in the land of the living. In the blessing, praise his name. In the suffering, fill your heart with thankfulness each day, no matter what you're facing. Start the day with your top five reasons to thank the Lord. So how do we launch into 2021 with the year that we've just had? Here is the final in-your-face statement for 2020 as we go into 2021. I, I pray that you'll carry this statement with you. Our attitude determines our altitude. Our attitude determines our altitude you see if if we go into 2021 with with eyes of faith with expectation of God's favor being upon us with a glass half full attitude and with a desire above all to honor Jesus we will fly above whatever we face it's that though the fig tree does not blossom yet will I rejoice in the Lord so let 2021 
be that kind of year. Let it be the kind of year that we say, nevertheless, I will worship the Lord. Your attitude will determine your altitude and your altitude brings balance to your perspective. You'll, you'll see things so differently in 2021. So with that in mind, in your face 2020, we're glad to see the back of you and we're looking so forward to 2021. Let's pray. You know, there may be people watching today and you may not know Jesus as Saviour and Lord of your life. You may know church, you may know religion, but if the truth be told, you've never actually sat back and said, I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to accept him as Saviour and Lord of my life. Why don't you pray a simple prayer along these lines? Dear Jesus, I know that you are Saviour and Lord. I know that you are the answer to the sin problem in my life. You went to the cross to die for me and take my sin upon yourself. So I ask that you'll forgive me and accept me, forgive me. I want to follow your ways. I want to turn from the way I'm living and I want you to be Lord and Saviour of my life. I invite you to come into my life. Make yourself real to me, I pray, in your wonderful name. Amen. I want to pray for Capital Edge Church and all those watching as well. Lord, I just pray. The 2021 will be a year of blessing and favour. It will be a year of breakthrough. Lord, that everyone who has had a tough year in 2020 will go into 2021 rejoicing, thanking you, blessing your name because of the expectation of faith and hope that you're going to do something good and you are a good God. And so, Lord, we just pray that 2021 will... Uh, just be a year, Lord, where we see people saved, we see uh, testimony, we hear testimony after testimony of your goodness because we want to glorify your name. We ask in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, church, and we'll see you in 2021. Thank you for listening to the Capital Edge podcast. If this ministry has impacted your life or you've made a decision for Christ today, we would love to hear about it please get in contact with us on our social media accounts. God bless your church. We'll see you next week.